Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian. With me, Paulie and Elliot. And we're going to go into the last match week of the season for the Premier League. It's a sad, sad weekend. Sad Sunday. It's also my birthday. I'm ready for this season to be over. It's also my birthday on Sunday, so... Oh, um, look at that. Yeah. I'll celebrate by watching Manchester United suck against Watford. Well, at least you can watch a bunch of other games at the same time. Yeah, I saw... And what, where's the excitement there? The excitement for what? For all the other games. Oh. All year, all I've, been, all I've been asking for is saying, give me a, an exciting championship Sunday. And we were so in line for that as of Monday. Yeah. And here we are three days later, and there's nothing. No. Yeah, it's... It's pretty much done and dusted. Although, uh, you never know. I mean, the thing is that, well, we should talk about what happened before we look to the future. But it's the Saints aren't totally safe. They're just, yeah, they're totally safe. There's no way that Swansea are going to make up that goal differential. Anyway. Yeah, that's on. that's the problem here. So it's Swansea losing four out of the last five and getting a one nothing loss against Southampton in their latest game. Swansea are now in the relegation zone. They're in 18th place. They have 33 points. Southampton. I mean, all we needed was a goddamn draw in that game. Yep. You get a you get a draw in that game, and there's so many different possibilities because then the Swansea game is interesting. Um, the Stoke game, not the Stoke game. The Southampton game is interesting. I.e., are they going to lose by? Are they going to lose to City by two goals, or are they going to lose to City by five goals? Because if they lose to City by five goals, a whole different array of possibilities happens because West Brom are somehow still alive. And then as soon as Gabby Adini came on, I said, Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling. Yes. So with that Swansea, they have a negative 27 goal differential Southampton, three points above them in 17th place and safety. They have a negative 18. So quite a big swing there that has to happen. Swansea would have to really pummel Stoke while Southampton would have to be absolutely destroyed by Man City. I mean, the latter is possible, the former not so much. Yeah, but even then, I feel like Man City, they did all all they needed to do here now. High scoring, you know, 105 goals and all that crap. So, and they can't reach 100 points. Oh, well, they can't reach 100 points. So, I mean, I they guess can reach that, points. I guess that's what they have to play for. Yeah. Um... I, I mean, and they'll they'll come out trying to win, but are they going to come out and hit them for five? I'm not sure about that. They might though. Well, like, what's going to stop them? It's 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 literally like, um, if they come out and try to win, they're they're that good that they would hit them for five. 
Yeah. Do you see Swansea hitting Stoke for five? No. Not even, in the, not even in the least bit. I don't see Swansea hitting a League Two side for five at this point. No, they've been. I mean, look at way. this point. At at this and like we just saw Crystal Palace do it. At this point, it's like you you should expect the unexpected, and anything can happen. I would be shocked. Doesn't even begin to describe it if Swansea hit them and won five nil. Yeah, so Stoke they're going down right now. They're bottom of the table, thirty points. Then West Brom are also out 31 points even though they won three out of their last five they had three wins and two draws in those five but two you know it was too late for them um so we'll see there yeah i mean yeah you don't want to start getting your act together in late april you should probably do that sooner (laughs) absolutely true so unless something really extraordinary happens there between swansea and stoke and man city southampton then it looks like it's going to be Swansea that joins West Brom and Stoke in the championship. Yeah, especially brutal for them as their arch rivals, Cardiff, are coming up. Yeah, Cardiff going to come back up for the second time only. So at least we'll have uh, one Welsh side. So I guess that's always something, right? Uh, yeah, top... we got to keep, our, like, keep ourselves in check and just saying the English Premier League. Oh, they're not just English. They're not just English. <sighs> Whatever. Oh, <laughs> when it becomes the BPL. Again. Well, well, first of all, it's not even the English Premier League anymore. It's just the Premier League. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But also, Swansea's been in it, so this isn't an issue. True. Yeah. I mean, but now Swansea are leaving, but Cardiff's coming, so it's okay. We're all inclusive for Wales, the... Beautiful countryside where they have a language that's mostly consonants, but it's actually, I find, kind of a beautiful language. Yeah, I know Welsh people, and they do not share that sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I met a gal at the hostel in Mexico whose dad is the the poet laureate. We're already getting way too many degrees of separation here. Yeah, I know. But she read me some Welsh poems, and I was like, okay, okay. Okay, I get it. But I also think German can be a beautiful language. So well, you're wrong that. there. You're GTFO. definitely wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> GTF. We might say we should disconnect him from the call. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> if we look towards the top of the table, there's still a race for that fourth spot. Liverpool right now sitting in 72 points. Chelsea in fifth with 70 points. Uh, Liverpool, they take on Brighton at home. And Chelsea travel to Newcastle. See, that was another thing that, like... All we needed was a nice little draw in that Tottenham-Newcastle game, which Tottenham tried very hard to give it to us, and they mm-hmm. somehow won. And Chelsea, we just needed a Chelsea win, and all of a sudden Tottenham, Chelsea, and Liverpool would all go into the final day on level on points, and Chelsea couldn't even beat Huddersfield. Nope. They got a 1-1 draw against Huddersfield. They actually fell behind in that game, too. I mean, this is like... The universe was aligning for us, and then they just went, ha, 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 no. Yep. Yeah. One, it just one sucked thing all is, the drama out of Sunday. Yeah, one thing is for certain, though. Burnley will finish in seventh place. Yeah, and they're getting uh, European games. Literally, all the drama's out of Sunday. You know, NBC's not even showing a game on Bravo this year. So, like, we're not even going to get women who are looking for their reality TV on Sunday mornings being pissed off that they can't find it. Well, you got games on... 
The only channel Oxygen, is Oxygen, right? Yeah, that, yeah, but nobody really watches Oxygen. Nobody complains about it. The only two channels where people complain are Bravo and MSNBC. So we only get MSNBC. How about golf? Is there a game? There's got to be a game on the golf channel. No, golf channel showing golf because there's a tournament. They're they're using the Olympic channel. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Arsenal match has even been decided yet. Even on the official Arsenal website, it's still TBD for. They uh, haven't announced anything yet, like of where the games are. Yeah, I just saw they showed a bunch of logos, uh, and Oxygen was one of them. <laughs> oh, okay. So they'll still be, you know. Housewives looking for fluff TV that end up angry that they're watching Burnley. Elliot, I just said this. No one watches Oxygen. They watch Bravo. Like... <laughs> okay, so let's see. I, mean, gonna... I don't know. I like. I don't watch cable. Period. So nah, I'm gonna they, figure this I out. I mean, I don't watch these channels either. I like. I like going on Twitter during these games and finding all the outrage because their shows aren't on. But no one's ever complaining about Oxygen. They complain about. Bravo, and they Aha. claim that Rachel Maddow well, is not on NBC. Luckily for or us, MSNBC. luckily for us, there is a game on Bravo. Oh, there is. Yes, I'm going to read this out for you. Nice. So, NBC Sports, Newcastle, Chelsea, NBC, Liverpool, Brighton, Olympic Channel, they got Burnley against Bournemouth. Bravo, they get Spurs against Leicester. Then you got Southampton, Man City on Sci-Fi. Uh, Man United, Watford is on USA. Uh, then you got Huddersfield Arsenal on MSNBC, Elliot. MSNBC. The E <laughs> channel, E exclamation park, exclamation point. Um, West Ham Everton, Oxygen. They got Crystal Palace West Brom. That is the most E channel game ever. Sometimes they they get it right and they like match the game to the channel, and that is a very E. And then Swan, Swansea Stoke is CNBC. So there you have it. I will say this for a league that where they've sucked the entertainment. They literally we haven't had an entertaining Sunday since uh, 2012, which was the best one ever. Since then, the title's always been long decided, and relegation has pretty much been decided. And you really, you've gotten that um, every so often. There's like you know, like a couple years ago, like Arsenal needed Liver, or last year, Arsenal needed Liverpool to like lose to Middlesbrough and. You know, they blew the doors off of them. And a couple years ago, you had United and City battling it out, except United didn't even play on the last day of the season because it was a fake bomb in Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. Um, so for all the – if you are interested in an exciting uh, game and you are used to watching soccer on Saturday mornings, which you will not find in England this week because all the games are on Sunday – May I interest you in the Bundesliga where we 100% have a big-time relegation battle where uh, oh, yeah. 17th place can actually jump into safety. They can jump to safety. So whoever's in 16th, they could fall either into 17th into the relegation yeah. playoff or they could actually get relegated. Uh, 17th can jump all the way up to 15th. And the top four is not settled because, what is it? Um, Dortmund have a three-point lead on Hoffenheim. And they're plus three on goal differential. Dortmund are mm -hmm. plus 19, Hoffenheim are plus 16. And, oh, would you look at that? Dortmund happened to be going to Hoffenheim on the final day of the year. So yeah. very much a control-your-own-destiny situation if Hoffenheim can win that game, like, 4-0. And Fox Sports 2, and one of the only things that Fox does right, they do that, like, 
Bundesliga red zone mm-hmm. channel thing where they just whip around from every game and it's awesome and I highly encourage you to watch it because you're just going to see goals and drama and you get the um, you get to see the relegation parties because there's like I've always said there's nothing better than the we were just good enough that we weren't so bad that they kicked us out of the league <laughs> celebration and the Germans sure know how to throw a celebration. Yeah, so I mean, oh, yeah. if we, if we look at it from a uh, American's perspective, Bobby Wood and his hamburger Sportverein, they play Borussia Mönchengladbach at home, um, and so they need win, and then they need Werder Bremen. Is it Werder Bremen? Yeah, they need Werder Bremen to lose on the road against Mainz. It'll be interesting to see what games are on TV because. Uh, the Bundesliga just yeah, Bayern Munich's going to be on Fox or, because sorry, Fox Wolfsburg. will only show Bayern Munich, and then I assume that they'll show Dortmund on FS1. Yeah, they because, need they need Wolfsburg because first. that's a meaningful game, and they love to show Dortmund. But um, the rest of them will be flying around them on FS2. Yeah, so we hope Bobby Wood can uh, shoot Hamburg to safety. They need Wolfsburg to lose at home to Köln or Cologne. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, we do hope that. I like Bobby Wood, but, like, by the time the U.S. is relevant again, like, he'll be old. You know, we'll be looking for... We'll be looking to develop a new striker. Maybe. Uh, but you uh, still... You the still... Premier League isn't even over, over, and I'm still just beginning to be sad about the World Cup. Uh, we got uh, the Josie out-the-door injury that we needed, which is why it's even more frustrating that it's like, oh, let's build this qualifying team around Josie Altador even though he's never fit during the summer and boom he gets hurt this week he's out four to six weeks would have missed the World Cup hmm. that's too bad that the US are not in it then yeah no kidding I would take I would take a team of Josie Altador if it meant that I could watch the US in the World Cup yeah it, yeah I was thinking about that this morning just like you know you always no matter what happens in the world cup you have your you watch all the games anyway and you have your teams that you that you you know that you support like that you hope are going to go far but there's there's something about waking up on the day that your country is playing that's true luckily i have two countries and one of them is actually playing in the world cup so (laughs) without zlatan yeah without zlatan uh but that's a whole gives him a chance to win at least then it's a whole different can of worms um, but yeah, let's well, take Zlatan it. is off playing against way inferior competition and making mincemeat out of them. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about another Premier League great that is heading over to the MLS by all the looks of it. So stick around. Okay, and we're back. We got news here uh, yesterday. Uh, started to seep out in the media that Wayne Rooney has agreed to a move to the MLS where he would play for DC United. Uh, reportedly, they will pay a 12 million pound fee for him, or that's roughly 16 million dollars. 16.24. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, quite a lot of money for for Rooney in the form that he's in right now. Uh, forget the money. Well, wait, I want to hear what Elliot has to say about this, because Elliot's the most knowledgeable MLS person. Well, and also the most neutral party in terms of Wayne Rooney. I mean, I think that it seems like a lot of money to me, but, you know, then again, 
they're 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 gonna try to they're trying to capitalize on him by selling shirts, but also DC United are smack bang at the very bottom of the table in the Eastern Conference. And although it's still relatively early in the season, and the fact that much to the rest of the footballing world's, you know, consternation, it's a playoff league, so if you squeak into the playoffs you can still win the cup. I they're they're a garbage team, and this seems like more of a draw to try to get butts into the seats of the stadium than an actual push to be competitive. Yeah, I read. Yes. They got to do. They have a new stadium this season, or is it? Next yeah, they season? just built it. They just it's like it. opening okay. up like yeah. midway through the season, like right around when Ray yeah. would show up. Oh, okay, that's um, but forget the twelve million. Like the the twelve million is that number's relative, and you know what? Like they're that's exactly what it is. Is they think that. By bringing in Rooney, they will put butts in the seats and sell shirts, and they'll recoup that $12 million easily. And that's fine. And they probably will. This I move, mean, I'll go. <laughs> I'm moving this, two hours away. I will go to watch Wayne Rooney. Sure. So, so that's exactly the thing. Is I said, like, you know, I wasn't going to go. There's no way I'm going to a Red Bull game. But now I said, maybe when D.C. comes in. I already know what day it is. July 25th. D.C. United at the New York Red Bulls. Am I going to go? Probably not. But I'm considering it. And that's already a step in the right direction. And there's other fans around um, who are saying that. And I saw somebody on Twitter, you know, a DC, somebody in the DC press said, you know, I don't watch soccer. I don't follow it, but I know who Wayne Rooney is. And because of that, like, I'm going to go to a DC United game right now. So, yeah, you're going to put butts in the seat. You're going to sell shirts. You'll recoup that 12 million easily. From that perspective, you're going to get perspective. You're going to get fans showing up in. Rooney jerseys, like Man United Rooney jerseys. Right, but but oh, you, but you're also hoping that those fa- so here's where your where your hope is, and here's where the where it, from every other angle it doesn't make any sense. So your hope is 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 you get someone like me who shows up wearing his his Man United Rooney jersey, and I show up whether you know I'm based in D.C. or I show up at um and you know because MLS. I don't know. I don't even understand how it works anymore. Like MLS has to pay this money, right? Or does DC United have to pay this money? Elliot. Uh, it, well, so it's a combination it, of the two. But DC United. Right. Uh, I mean, it's all conv- it's all convoluted because yeah, single it, it's sure. all it's all weird. But either way, so MLS is, has a stake in this. DC United has a stake in this. So if I show up to Red Bull Arena, they're hoping that me, who you know, I watch a lot of soccer, and I understand what's going on. I'm going to show up in this Wayne Rooney jersey because I want to see my hero play the game. And I'm going to look and I'm going to be like, wow, the Red Bull have some fun young guys. Um, and I'm going to then want to watch more of them. That is their hope. Now, the thing about DC United is, as Elliot said, they are smack dab in last place. Wayne Rooney, and we all know I am the biggest Wayne Rooney apologist out there. And I spent years trying to tell you, no, his manager just sucked and his manager handcuffed him before I finally looked at him and said, yeah, no, actually, he's pretty washed up. You know, I thought he was going to score 15 goals this year. He's going to go to Everton and have a resurgence. He didn't. The yeah, guy's washed up. He is the oldest 32-year-old on the planet, which is what happens when you've played 671 competitive club games and another 119 games for your country, all in a 16-year span starting when you were 16. Mm-hmm. You were going to be washed up at 32. So he's going to show up to DC United and – He's not going to do well. Well, I mean, and, and he was never a, a, you know, natural athlete 
too. He's had to work yeah. very, very hard. Right. He is a he's a bullish bulldog. He yeah. like runs straight forward well, and he doesn't have that speed anymore. So okay. first so of all, he I can damage his legacy. Will... Ah, I don't I don't know. I think his legacy is already cemented. And I don't I think that on the one hand you're right. I don't think he's gonna do as well as David Beckham Beckham did in LA. Beckham. I don't think that he's gonna do it as well as Ibrahimovic will do in LA. But it's also a lesser league. He'll still, you know, he'll be slow, but he'll be bullish and muscle people off the ball and turn and smack in, you know, a few goals from 30 yards and everybody will go crazy. See, I just, I don't know if that's the case. And I don't know what he gets out of this other than like he gets to get paid a lot of money to, well, see, he gets, he paid, gets paid a lot of money to keep playing soccer. Now, here's the other thing that he's going to have to deal with. And, and it's the thing that Steven Gerrard struggled with. And Steven Gerrard had a pretty successful year and a half with the LA Galaxy. But he said it's very difficult to come to the MLS because you have to travel a lot more. You're playing on turf fields. You have the, um, the heat, the temperature is something that these guys aren't used to at all. And that all, add all that together to what Wayne Rooney already is, which is a very washed up man. And it, the odds are really stacked against him. And that's more why I don't think he's going to do well than anything else is I just, I think there's just too much on those legs and there's too many new things to get used to. You know, he's also a guy that's literally never lived outside of the Northwest of England. So coming to America is a different, (laughs) is different for him. Like there's a lot at play here and what's bad for what's even worse, like on the MLS side where it doesn't get better is what if Rooney comes in and does really well? What if he starts scoring goals at a Bradley Wright Phillips place? That doesn't do well for the whole, hey, like, MLS has spent the last few years trying to tell us we're not a retirement league. They really, really try hard to put that message out there. We're not a retirement league. And their fans sit there and go, no, the quality of play, not only is it getting better every year, but it's better than you think. Well, if Wayne Rooney shows up and dominates the MLS, all of that goes kaput. Well, I mean, you had, you know, I'm trying to find uh, someone that we know. can compare him to, but how how old was Robbie Keane when he came over? 31? So they were all, no, they were all around the same age. And, yeah, and you know, Bastian Schweinsteiger was 32, but Bastian Schweinsteiger has two, had 200 fewer games under yeah, his belt I think than, you're, than Yeah, I think your point about, like, how many miles on are on his legs is a really good one. Um, but I, I still think that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I already used a couple examples, but also Basti, also Drogba, also Robbie Keane. Like, he's not going to have as big an impact as any of those players. But I, I still think he'll have an impact on the pitch, not just in terms of, like, the financial spreadsheets for DC United. But I, I think, Paulie, that, you know, you said earlier, like, why is he coming besides just to cash a big paycheck? I think that probably part of it is that this is his – you know, his own admission to himself that, yeah, you know what? He does have a lot of miles under the hood. He can't really cut it at the top level anymore. Right. And so, I mean, I you think know, even though he may leaves. underestimate heat in the travel, like, he's going to have a better chance in a lesser league, even if I think those things are true that, yeah, the quality of pay, play is improving, but if you're truly a world-class player, it's a retirement league, and it's going to be there a other, retirement league for world-class players. The other forever. issue is... 
Now, DC United fans have long been upset that management doesn't, that ownership doesn't spend money on big players. So by going out there and spending $12 million on Wayne Rooney, they are signaling we're, we're, ready to, we're going to spend money on players. But I just, I don't, from their perspective, you didn't pick the right one. You know, like yeah. they were also very much linked with Mario Balotelli, who would be a much better fit oh. right now because I think he would be able to give you more on the field than Rooney can. Now, maybe he's not well, as marketable and, off the field. But well, what, oh, he's, pretty, he's pretty marketable. I mean, his stock has certainly fallen, and I don't think that he's ever going to reach the true legend status that Rooney certainly has. But at the same time, yeah, you know, he's five years younger, and one of his issues is that. He always has to be the center of attention and like the big man on campus. Well, he sure as hell would be in MLS. It's so now, so now you have this where you're, we all know like, all right, so you're trying to put butts in the seat. You want, you want to sell shirts, but again, DC United are at the very bottom of the league. Now, before you even get there, this is not the same situation as Bastian Schweinsteiger going to the Chicago fire. That was a perfect marriage between type of player uh, that they were looking for and that they needed and one that was available. They needed a defensive holding midfielder, which Schweinsteiger is, and they needed a veteran presence and leader, which Schweinsteiger also is. So by he was the last piece in the puzzle. Rooney is just, hey, we're getting this big name who is supposed to be able to score goals and putting him in putting him in here. And if he can't do that, fans are going to show up to this to this stadium to see Wayne Rooney. And they're going to see a player who, if he doesn't pick it up right away, isn't that entertaining to watch anymore, can't really get it done, and a team that can't really get it done either. And therefore, while you get that sudden influx of, of butts in the seat, those butts in the seat aren't going to sustain themselves. And from there, it's, again, if you're MLS, that's one side, is either Rooney doesn't catch on and DC United don't do well, and then you know, the whole signing of Rooney didn't do anything for you. And on the other side is, if he's really successful, then, well, now everybody who looks at you and, and calls you a retirement league and says the quality of play isn't good is just going to say, well, if Rooney, who has been washed up for three years, can come here and dominate you guys, then, yeah, the quality of play isn't good. Well, I mean, that doesn't... Okay, so I want to say that the top teams in MLS would probably they would probably win the Swedish league and also i think the top teams in the swedish league would do well in the MLS it's a very difficult comparison yes but the uh, thing is because, that because because of the travel and the and the temperature so like all right so if you put if you put the MLS teams into a european into europe and said you now need to play from August through May in, in that, that kind of grueling schedule, I don't think the MLS teams have the depth to compete there. If you take a European team of a league that you are of a similar comparable league, so like we're, we're ruling out like the big five leagues, so as you pick Sweden, if you picked a Swedish team to come to the MLS and say, okay, you are going to be based out of Nashville, and you are going to play an MLS season from March until as late as December, if you make it all that way, I don't know if they would be able to deal with the the travel and the um, heat as well. The difference now being is, you know, if if 
uh, Gothenburg or whatever club is the best club in Sweden comes and they are based out of Nashville for a season that heat and the, and the travel may cause them a hiccup in the middle of the season. But as Elliot said, you have the playoffs and if you squeak into the playoffs, you could do anything. And if, if at that point they figured it out and they, um, and they find their form and, and everything, then yes, they can make a run and, and win it. But I do think it's very difficult to compare anybody from those leagues for those two reasons depth and just the travel and the sheer size of what mls clubs deal with yeah no absolutely and i agree with that and i you know we should say that sweden they actually play march to november uh but yeah the the heat is totally different and like you said travel is enormous uh the distance that some of these teams travel but i think somewhere around there and i mean that's a league that's maybe ranked 2022 in europe Because I mean, you, hey, see, you would know better than us. Yeah, no, I, I think I think they're around there somewhere. Because you see, and now you've seen MLS take you know quite a few, especially from Malmo, who's done very well, made it to the Champions League and stuff. Take a lot of players from Malmo, and a lot of them, yeah, it's a little bit better pay, and it's also the adventure, you know. Um, but looking at DC United too, they have one designated player right now. That's Paul Ariola. Uh, and I mean, and, uh, yeah, like. I- that's also an issue, you know, and good for the MLS that that's how they're building. But again, like that becomes the question. And this is something that I've, you know, I've openly wondered about with, with Manchester United, you know, they touted the, the Alexis signing as saying, um, he, you know, he sold more Alexis signed sold more shirts in January than any player in the club's history and social media engagement after they unveiled him was triple the amount that Neymar got when he was unveiled at PSG last summer. So from a marketing standpoint, signing Alexis was a huge, huge success. Yes. But does he, fit into, does he fit into the team? No. And you could say the same thing. You know, like you, if you look at who United have signed in the last two years, it's been very marketable players, very big-name players, and a lot less of people who – oh, we just need a role player to come in and play right back or play, you know, like yep. the center back we signed is somebody that the manager doesn't even trust. So you're, it becomes a, are you, when you're MLS, you're wondering if you're a fan, if you're a fan of DC United, would you rather go after the big marketable star or would you rather go the Paul Areola route and, you know, give your designated player money to a very good player that could actually help you versus, Let's go out and just sign the big name. Well, I still think Rooney can help them because if they play him as a striker, I mean, he's competing with Darren Maddox and Patrick Mullins. Yeah. Right. He's competing. So maybe he's better than the two of them. But well, that doesn't but necessarily think... mean that he is going to be scoring 15 goals for, for them. Well, yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, maybe when he's maybe if he finally gets a chance to slot back in as a true out and out striker instead of this kind of like weird hybrid striker attacking midfield role, you know, I mean, he doesn't have to be covering quite as much ground as he does in that weird pseudo midfield position. Maybe that's going to be good for the legs that, as we've said, have a lot of miles on them. We saw him do it know, maybe Everton. he'll just flourish in that. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, here's um, the thing. He doesn't want to be a striker anymore. He does, but he doesn't chase balls down. He admitted that as much <laughs> three years ago. Like he's, he's much more comfortable as a midfielder because he could choose his runs and and that's where, and like right now, his best attribute is his his passing and shooting from distance. So he, 
he doesn't want to go out there and be and be the the striker to lead. Yes, he wants to be the the guy up up top where the crosses are coming to him and and he's getting the and he's getting the finishes. But he the days of him running around and just and chasing balls down are that's past him. And and it doesn't matter how good the defenders are. Like he physically just can't really do that anymore. Yeah. No, it would be interesting to see. I mean, in their, I'm trying to see what kind of formation they play here. Okay, so they play, at least in the last game against Philadelphia, they played a back four, then a holding midfielder, then f- four or two central and two wingers, and then one striker up front. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be a difficult adapt, ad- adaptation for him. And then, you know, how's he going to do on the turf fields? How's he going to do in the middle of July? Like... There's, and, and maybe he gets off to a hot start because they're playing against teams where their best players are out in the World Cup. Like That's also another thing about the MLS that just doesn't make sense. So it, it's a lot. I, just, I don't see a lot of the upside on the league and D.C. United's perspective for this other than, hey, um, we're going to make money off this guy, but really that's just we're going to recoup the $12 million. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, then we'll see what Everton does in the summer too because they've spent quite a lot of money here. Last summer, and did yeah, it. but this is more like addition by subtraction. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also a it's also a who's going to be their manager? Is Big Sam coming back? Yeah. I think part of the reason that he leaves is because if Big Sam does leave, which let's be honest is more likely than not, if he does leave, then you know whoever comes in probably Rooney probably wouldn't be in favor with him. Like True. you know he he'd probably be out of favor with whoever the new manager is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just one of many stories that we'll have to... I mean, the bottom line is, the guy's just really old. Like, he's had a great, <laughs> successful career. But he's played over 700 competitive... Well, not competitive... 700 matches with club and country. And that doesn't count all the friendlies he used to play with United. And if you're going to tell me... If you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, but those were just friendlies where the players don't try, you go back and watch 18 to 23-year-old Wayne Rooney and ever find me a game where he didn't bust out bust his balls and, and go balls to the wall yeah that's true yeah okay with that we're gonna say uh that it's time to go into our final scoring prediction almost forgot about it but we need to do it I'm, i was gonna remind hey, you i've got to i've got to shoot the moon here and try to overtake you yep uh you can't overtake me well no i can overtake them mathematically and but, Seb yeah. can't overtake me either because he picked the United game wrong and he needed to pick all – oh, and um, I picked the United game right, so that gives me an extra point. Yeah. So, yeah, he needed to pick all 11 remaining games correctly right on the money. And you know, so I win. Yep. Congrats. Again, Championship Sunday, no drama. No, that's true. Paulie, you fill these in. Let's do it quick and dirty here. Uh, uh, I can't fill them. Uh, actually, I can if you give me a second. Okay. I will give you a second then. Yeah, uh, we should say you that. You can read the scores. Polly, you're in the lead. You said you got one more point, right? So you're at two, yeah. 277. Uh, I'm at 245, and Elliot at 238. So. Uh, Seven points. That's a, that's a manageable gap. Let's it is. It is. Especially uh, since I had a horrible oh. match week 37, I got one point. Yeah, you were you were not good. That was that was real bad. It's probably the worst. Have we had a one pointer all season? Yeah, 
I did. I I, I had uh, week five. Oh, guess what? I it's got my, one point after. It's my second one point week of the year. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I had one match week nineteen as well. Yeah, I had one week five. I surrounded a bunch of double digit points with a one pointer. All right, we're ready to go. Okay. Seb, you picked two nil to Burnley. To yes. Burnley, right? Yes. Two nil Burnley against Bournemouth. It's so hard to figure out like what's going to happen in any of these games. Like, are Burnley gonna, you know, are Burnley gonna go out there and try? Are they? Because they're cemented. Like, I guess the other games you could you could say okay, like you know we're trying not to finish. I, there's so much cluster in the middle of the table that it's like you could finish 15th or you could finish 10th, and that's a huge difference. Um, but Burnley are cemented into seventh, so like, are they even gonna like? Are they gonna try to look at some different players? I'm still gonna go one 0 to Burnley. Yeah, I'm going one 0 Burnley also. Then we got Crystal Palace at home to West Brom, going two 0 in that one as well. To who? Crystal Palace. Roy all the way. Well, I'm gonna give it a result. I'm, I think the players still play for him. So one one. I don't know their manager's name, but I think they play for him. One <laughs> uh, 0 to Palace. The bounce. The bouncer. We can just call him the bouncer. Um. Yeah, we should say too that well, you know, we'll we'll jump over to Swansea's game against Stoke. Uh, they will part ways with Carlos Calvajal at the end of the season. Um, right now, it looks like they want Chris Coleman to come in. I don't know why he would leave Wales to take the Swansea job, but whatever. Um, but I'll say that they they get a they get a two nothing win. No, two to one. To Swansea? Yeah, two to one to Swansea. It won't be enough. Or should I just shoot for the moon and say that they do the great escape? Five nothing. I'm going nil nil. Like there are very few teams as bad as Stoke right now, but Swansea are there. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go one one. Although I think two goals might be too many for this match. Maybe. Okay, we jump back again. Manchester United against Watford. I mean, they better close it out with a win. I'm going one nothing, Manu. This was their today was their nineteenth nil nil draw since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. That's more than anybody. <laughs> Level with them and Southampton have nineteen nil nil draws since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. But it's Carrick's last game. Um, I think Carrick will play. The manager's player of the year, Scott McTominay, will play. He'll find a reason to not let Paul Pogba anywhere near the stadium. But I still think they win two 0 yeah, I'm with you on that also. He'll tell you like people can uh people are playing for their FA Cup final places. That's yeah. not true. There's only one spot in that team up for grabs and that's who starts next to Chris Smalling, which at this rate is probably going to be Victor Lindelof. Might be. Uh West Ham against Everton, the 1-1. Oh, the Rooney can Rooney scores first goal since New Year's. I mean, that would since be a good, New Year's. That would be a good send-off if he scores. Against David Moyes. Oh, yeah. what a game. What a, Yeah, 1-0 Everton. Wayne it's, Rooney. It's not really a game. West Ham, they've been poor. I mean, Moyes, man, he should go. Yeah, but, but, but there's so much drama here in yeah. terms of at Everton where, where Rooney is leaving once again. He's playing against the manager who gave him his debut. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go 2-1, Everton. Okay, then we got Southampton against Man City. I'm going to say Man City, they do 
their part of the bargain. Five nothing Man City. Yeah, I was gonna oh, do that, no but way. I'm going I'm going four and we get some worried Southampton fan looks, but ultimately they throw a party at the end because they're staying up, even though they just lost four nil. I I think City City win it handily, but Southampton get one to breathe a sigh of relief. It's gonna be three one. Then Newcastle against Chelsea. Oof, Chelsea been bad here for a while. They might actually have more focus on the FA Cup. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm giving Newcastle a result also because Rafa. 1-1. One, one. Rafa against his old team. I, I, think, I think Chelsea are going to win it 2-1, but they sure won't keep a clean sheet. Then Liverpool against Brighton. 3-0. Yeah, I was going to say 3-0. Uh, I'll go 2-0 then. No, I'm I'm going three 0 also. And then we got Spurs against Leicester. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, really a uh, game. Uh two I'm to one. one one. Two to I'm one. one one. Two to one to who? Two the Spurs. Two nil Tottenham. Uh, I just I don't even think Harry Kane plays in this game. And if he does, oh, God, that's a bad decision. Yeah. Then Huddersfield against Arsenal. And Arsenal get their first away point of 2018. Can Huddersfield keep playing well against big clubs? Yeah. Or are they, are they safe so they let up? Oh, Huddersfield, have been, they've been yeah. binging for 48 hours. Arsenal yeah. get a Arsenal two to one. Now. Two to one. Ah. Uh, um, do I want to do it? I'm going to do it. 3-0 to the Arsenal. Okay. I'm going to send Wenger off proper. There we go. Okay, with that, we'll say goodbye. We'll talk to you again after the final weekend of the season as we need to talk about what we think is going to happen in the FA Cup final. Until yeah, then, until then, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norman. Paulie's Peak was still. Elliot is Keith was better. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.